You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Beck You All Daily. Aaron Hawksworth, Nick Ashew, Jim Rodriguez with you. We're waiting on Bob Nightingale, Odyssey MLB Insider, and we are just discussing in the break with the trade deadline quickly approaching August 2nd or Tuesday, if you're not aware of what day it is. A lot of us don't even know what day it is anymore. I feel like ever since COVID, it's like, what's going on? What day is it? Um, but yeah, um, J-Rod, you brought up a great point. Juan Soto, since the All-Star game, three for 21, seven strikeouts. What's this guy doing? Trying to get yeah, out of and it. Then, I, and then watching watching the Dodger game yesterday, I, for the first time, and it's a small sample size, and we're not we're not saying we're, this isn't Carson Wentz type of fall or anything, but he, he, there was a lot of frustration there. There was slamming of the bat. There wasn't that happy Juan Soto that we see. So I don't know if this has now started to snowball for him, and all the talk and everything that's going on is finally starting to catch up. It's only what six, seven games. But it's, it's interesting how he has now struggled a little bit, and I almost feel like he can't wait for Tuesday to get, get here just so he can be done with this and either stay with, Nash, with Washington or go on to that new team. He is desperate for this trade deadline. It, look, guys will tell you that this bothers them, hearing their name in trade rumors and dealing with the conversation that's outside of, and it's you know baseball in this sense, but any sport. You talk to any athlete, former athlete, they will tell you what it's like around trade deadline time, and it can be uncomfortable. I think anybody would feel that way, and this is this is his first experience really being with this, and he's had so much success with the Nats, but we knew that eventually this time was going to come. We knew that eventually they were going to have to figure out, are we going to pay him? Are we going to pay him what's going to make him happy, or are we going to have to move him? And clearly now we're in the moving stage. The Padres are the favorite, and it's the Dodgers and the Cardinals and the Mets, Yankees. That's kind of the list of the favorite teams that you – could see him in a uniform with after the trade deadline, not including the Nats, of course. But it's it's very clear that he is frustrated. And he was very frustrated and kind of was open about it during the All-Star break, even when being asked about it. So you have to think right now that it's kind of translated over to on the field. And once that trade deadline passes, whether he's moved or not, you're going to probably see a different Juan Soto that's not so distracted by this. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't seen a lot of smiles from that guy. No, no. There was an acquisition yesterday. Um, outfielder Andrew Benatendi. He is now um, a Yankee. So, what is what does this mean? Obviously, I don't know. Were the Yankees considered legit front runners for Juan Soto? But maybe they're not going to be in the race to get him anymore. Well, it's another outfielder. So, I, I think at this point now, you, they only have they have enough outfielders. The Yankees probably don't need any more. Although Joey Gallo just continues to strike out of the plate every single time he's up. There's a great video I saw yesterday, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw this. I think Barstool put it out, but it was 
a Yankees fan watching. Did you see it, J-Rod? I see you laughing. So I think yes. you, there's yes. a Yankees fan. And he's, he's sitting there watching Joey Gallo up at the plate. And he's on the phone with a friend. And he's just sitting there going, yeah, of course. Of course he's going to strike out. He's going to strike out again. I'm, I'm in the living room right now. We're watching it. And Joey Gallo, yeah, of course. Of course, there's a shock. Joey Gallo struck out again. And it's it's the funniest video. And it's it, like he's getting basically pushed out. I think we can see that. But with Giancarlo Stanton missing time and really has dealt with injuries this year, Ben Attendee gives a little bit more in terms of depth and another strong bat at the plate. Not power, but at least another strong bat, guy that can get on base for you, get you some runs. Uh, there, There is certainly going to be, I think now a shift away from Juan Soto, given what the Yankees have done with this. So I would almost take the Yankees off the board, at least in the short term at the mm-hmm. trade deadline for somebody like Juan Soto. And and guys, you know, there's no panic in the Bronx, but the Yankees have lost 10 of their last 15 games. And they were 0 for 15 with runners in scoring position in that Mets series. So with Ben Attendee, they get a guy who's won. They get a guy who's who makes contact and I think can just sort of stabilize it a little bit. Remember the Yankees have a two-game lead over the Astros for the best record in the American League, and I believe they're uh, just a game ahead of the Dodgers for the best record in baseball. So we got home field for the championship series, for the World Series, so there's still something to play for for the Yankees. And here's something that's interesting. A- Andrew Benatendi was not vaccinated. He says he's now going to get vaccinated because the Yankees have at least one more series in Toronto and possibly a mm-hmm. playoff series. So I just found that interesting that now he's like, okay, now I'm going to get vaccinated. And that was part of the deal uh, for the Yankees to acquire him. I am also intrigued by the Mets inquiring about Otani. First of all, how much better do they need their pitching to be? And do we really think they, I mean, what are they going to have to give up to get him? You better not give up my man Daniel Vogel song because us fat guys have got to, you know, stay together. I love my man. You see him running from second to home in, in eight seconds? Yes, sir. <laughs> Is there anything better than watching fat guys run? I used to love watching Vince Woolfork run. Nothing better. <laughs> That's it. No. I mean, it, it, it's one of the, I, even I convinced guess... you're fat, J-Rod. I mean, you're covering well, your belly, so I guess I can't get a full assessment. <laughs> I used to be bigger. I, I, I lost 110 pounds. I, I will tell you that. But we still got a little work to do. What? Oh, so you yeah. still think you're Damn. fat in your head then? Because I'm not seeing yeah. a fat guy, and you keep calling yourself fat, but maybe mentally you still think you're fat? Is that what's going on? Yeah, here? you know. You, you, you set the bar low, and then everyone's happy. You see? <laughs> All right, time now to bring in Bob Nightingale, MLB insider for Odyssey. Bob, we promise we won't talk about whether or not J-Rod is fat, but we do need to get to the trade (laughs) deadline. I'm in Washington. Nick Ashew's in Washington. What do you think is going to happen with Juan Soto? You know, I think it's 50-50 when it gets traded, but but I do think a, uh, you know, there's been a little bit more of an urgency, a little bit more talk of late. Uh, you know, I'm, I think if he goes anywhere, it's either to the uh, Padres or, or Seattle Mariners. I don't discount. I don't discount the Dodgers completely, but they don't need them, and they already got a great offense. Uh, the Padres, you know, very aggressive GM. Uh, they want to make a big splash. They need offense, and Seattle hasn't made the playoffs since 2001, so a lot of urgency there too. 
Yeah, the Dodgers have more than enough talent. I think it's time that somebody else got another bat because the Dodgers are rich enough and we don't need them having any more. Hey, speaking of the other team that's I, well, sort of in L.A. with the Angels, this news came out about Mike Trout and his back condition. What do we make of that? He says, my career's not over, but it may be something that I have to deal with the rest of it. I, I, I understand him coming out publicly and saying it's not that big of a deal. This stuff kind of gets downplayed a lot. But you know what? what's your take on this whole situation from what, what we know with it? Well, I mean, it was similar to you know, what happened to David Wright, similar about the same case. Uh, you know, I just think he has to, uh, you know, go through his back exercises, you know, every day. It's up to him to be, uh, you know, vigilant about that. Um, yeah, I don't think his career is over either. But I also don't think, you know, we'll see him play over 150 games again. You know, he hasn't done that since that 2016. There's a young guy whose body's been breaking down a lot. Over the last few years, uh, remember last year was the spring calf. Went on the uh, you know ten day injury list. He never came back. So these old things are starting to uh, you know pop up uh, you know a lot more than they should. So you know I, I'm not sure we'll ever see you know that great Mike Trout again over a full full season. Hey Bob, I wanted to reach out about Wilson Contreras of the Cubs. Uh, we saw that scene of him and Ian Happ hugging, having an emotional moment in the dugout, the, the last home game at Wrigley Field before they went on the road in the trade deadline. We've heard Padres. What about the Mets? I mean, now that the Yankees have got Andrew Benatendi, it's the battle of the back pages. Where do you see Wilson Contreras ending up? Yeah, I mean, the Padres have always been there. That you know, Their catching has been decent, but not great. And obviously, you can still use him as a DH. Uh, Houston makes a lot of sense. You know, we'll see if they, uh, you know, give up what it takes. Uh, they need him more than anybody else. You know, uh, Jason Castro, the backup catcher, knows if he comes back. Uh, you know, they're starting to catch him. Malnado is more a defensive guy. Doesn't really hit. So, uh, I would probably go Houston over San Diego. Yeah. And, you know, I don't complete discount the Mets. But it seems like the uh, you know, the Mets are focused on on more different different players. You know, more like a, a Ian Hat play makes more sense for the Mets. Bob, I agree with you with Juan Soto potentially to the Padres, but I was delighted to hear about the Mariners because I do have some Mariners futures, and they had been little disappointing to start the season. Um, but it really got me thinking with the trade deadline approaching on Tuesday, if you were to place any futures, where would you go anticipating some of these players moving? Is there is there a bet you like there? No, I mean, you just figure the, uh, I mean, the Dodgers are aggressive. You know, the Yankees have not, you know, stopped. Uh, they, they want Luis Castillo very badly of uh, Cincinnati. If he doesn't go there, I think the Dodgers would get him. I think the Dodgers would get one of those two pitchers, either Tyler Manley or or Castillo. So you know, and then the uh, you know as far as teams that's going to benefit, you figure that you know the St. Louis Cardinals are you know they need some starting pitching badly too. So you figure if you're the Cardinals and Brewers, you should both make the playoffs because the other three teams in the division, as bad as they've been, they're only going to get worse because they're going to trade off every asset they get. Is there a team right now that we've talked to obviously a lot about like the division leaders and the contenders, you know, the Yankees and the Astros. What about, and it, this American League, National League doesn't really matter. Are there any other teams that you're hearing or maybe that you would see as a potential surprise aggressive team at the deadline that's looking to make a push that's maybe 
a few games out of the wild card chase in, in either one of the leagues, but that may come out and make some moves to try and make a push for the playoffs that maybe nobody's talking about. Well, I think Atlanta's always a sleeper like that. No one thought they were going to make the moves they did. They won a World Series. Uh, very aggressive GM and Alex Antopoulos. So they want to win the division. You know, and they're sitting pretty for a wild card spot. I, I expect them to be aggressive. Uh, the Rangers have been sniffing around a lot. You know, they're, you know, pretty far out of a wild card spot. They've been, they've been in talks for these pitchers as well. So I think if you go for a real sleeper, it'd be Texas Rangers. Uh, I don't see them getting back in this thing. And, of course, the big X factor is the Boston Red Sox. You know, what do they do? Do they start unloading? Do they stay pad or slightly add? Uh, I don't think I don't think they unload Ben Denny or uh, Devers. But I can certainly see uh, Evaldi and J.D. Martinez, those guys. Hey, Bob, I wanted to reach out about the Cleveland Guardians. They're, they're, they're kind of in that tweener stage. They're like that smelly teenager, you know, not quite an adult, but still not a child. You know, they're, they're two and a half out of the wild card, a game and a half out of the division. Are they sellers or buyers? Where do you, where do you, what do you make of the Guardians? Well, you can't be sellers. I mean, they're right there. Uh, I think buyers. I think they, you know, buy at the low end. And, you know, there's, there's going to be some guys fall to cracks and, uh, dropping for good prices. And last year, the Giants hardly gave up anything when they got Chris Bryant. Uh, you know, it was almost like the way it was going down, the Cubs almost held on to him because there wasn't much out there. So I think the, the Guardians buy, buy, buy a low. But that division is so wide open. Uh, I mean, the White Sox, you know, want to get their starter in there badly. Uh, you know, the Twins as well. So it's almost like, you know, Twins and uh, – you know, Guardians, or I'm going to say Twins and uh, White Sox both looking for that pitcher while the uh, Guardians are looking for that hitter. Bob, looking at today's MLB card, is there anything that stands out to you, side, total, prop? Uh, you know, I haven't studied the odds, but, you know, the Yankees, after being shut down here, now getting Ben Attendee, uh, going back home, uh, I could see them. You know, having an offensive onslaught here, you know that they're they're going to take off with a uh, a bunch of runs. They really do. Yeah, you just think they were so down right there. And the flip end, I uh, wouldn't be surprised if the uh, if the Mets uh, offense goes a little dormant here, just because it was such a, a big adrenaline rush. It's funny is that when the Yankees and Red Sox play each other, right afterwards, both teams kind of stink for a while. So I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens to Matt. Just a letdown after all the uh, adrenaline. I love it. Bob Nightingale, Odyssey MLB Insider. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. So my biggest takeaway is I think I might do a Yankees Blue Jays money line parlay. You know, two Still heavy favorites. Parlay, huh? But yeah, this is my move when it's baseball. I just like to take two heavy oh, favorites, pair them together. And you got a beautiful parlay. It's plus 105. But the Blue Jays are always good at home. You just heard Bob say that he thinks the Yankees are going to be good tonight. Yeah, you know? there's, there's always a question of what that lineup is going to look like for teams that go into Toronto. You know, are they going to be at full strength or yeah. not? Um, but I, I, I still like the Tigers at plus 180 money line in that game. I, I don't think they're going to get much length from Kikuchi as a starting pitcher. I think it's going to be a bullpen Kikuchi. game. I think. <laughs> I, I I think that's going to be a slugfest. The over the over is intriguing in that game too, uh, but I, I I like I like the Tigers a lot. 
Yeah, I, I'll say this. I'm saving it for the end for lightning bets, but there are some ridiculous matchups tonight from some hitters against the pitchers. Like the the pitcher hitter matchups. I've got like three or four here that I that are just juicy right now. Like I, I've been looking at this re like while we talking to Bob Nightingale and I was like, oh, I'm gonna save this because there's some really good <laughs> matchups today. All right, coming up next, Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year. We're going to take a look at the odds as BetQL Daily rolls on.